little extra Lambo podcast coming to you from the palatial podcast studios right here, Spokane, Washington. How are you doing today out there in podcast land? Today's show is a very special show. Today's show we have on two guys or a guy and a gal, two people from uh, American Warfighters. This is an awesome group. They are down in the Lewis-Clark Valley, Lewis and Idaho, Clarkson, Washington, and they deal with veterans who have need help, not, not, not mental help. Well, they deal with that, but I mean, not just mental help, but they deal with paperwork or getting them set up or, you know, lining them, lining them out. I can kind of relate to this in, in the aspect of when I got done with college, I got done playing ball. My days were very regimented, regimented. I knew what I was doing. I knew where to be. I knew what time it was when I was done playing ball. Now what? I, I don't know what to do with my hands. So they're Ricky Bobby. I can relate to that in that aspect. And 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 Cat Martin, Joseph Cause are are with me today. They're they're in the screen right below me. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring them in. We're gonna have a conversation. But this is an awesome awesome opportunity for us to help them not only get recognized but to share their story of how how the group got started and how the the they were they're able to help the the veterans they both served um cat is a she got enlisted when she was 20 and just got out a couple years ago a year and a half ago something like that but um 20 years in the in the navy so i can't wait to talk to her just because my daughter bailey has enlisted in the army um she was young cat was young when she enlisted and we went to high school together she's from clarkson washington class of 97 so excited to have her on hear her story you know i've got a bunch of questions for her so and then and then joseph joseph has his story as well i know that he was in the army and that's really all i know so i'm gonna ask him a bunch of questions as well but american warfighters it is american uh, hyphen warfighters.com uh, please go to that website they have a merch link they have uh, the join the war tab if you'd like to be a um to, to give donations or you want to help or if you need help also there are a bunch of other links if you keep scrolling down the page they have a suicide line they've got a caregiver a link the american legion as well as the vfw there are a bunch of links on here this this web page is full of information as well as they have the snake river rock fest um, the tickets link is right there below the name um, they I, they bring in a bunch of bands they do a bunch of work i believe it's either in end of july or august i don't know we'll we'll find all that stuff out but uh it's an awesome opportunity to bring awareness for the cause for the veterans who need any any type of help american warfighters get onto my link tree they are the very first tab that is on there if you need a, a quick easy link to get to i am uh gonna find out obviously some more information whatever help i can do I'm just a guy in a podcast studio, but whatever help I can do, um, I'm looking forward to to helping this cause. I know that mental health in this nation is very underrated. It is unappreciated, and it is not taken seriously. So whatever help I can be to bring awareness to this, to grow this group, to, I don't know, do whatever I can, I am, I am more than willing to do so. So... Um, I know that we've got them waiting. Why don't we just bring them on? Let's start this show off. This is Cat uh, Martin, Joseph Cause with the Navy and the Army, respectively, and the American Warfighters. So without further ado, I give to you the American Warfighters. All right, so joining us today, we got Kat Martin and Joseph Cause with American Warfighters. So thank you both for coming on to the show today. How, how are you guys doing? Great. Thanks for having us on. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. 
Um, Kat, you and I, we both graduated together, Clarkston, Washington, yep. entered into the Navy, which you retired here in this last year. So thank you both for your service. Tell us a little bit about your career and why, why did you choose the Navy? <laughs> um, I left a little bit late after graduation. I didn't join until I was 20. Um, just wasn't really doing anything here in the Valley and needed to get away and make something better myself. So I chose the Navy, honestly, because I love the water and I used to want to work with sharks. <laughs> so that was my whole reason for choosing the Navy. Um, so I joined, I went to Guam. That was my first duty station. I did just under 22 years uh, before retiring in the summer of 2021. So it's almost two years now that I've been retired. Um, did a lot of in-state service. Um, after my first duty station on the USS Frank Cable, I went to NCIS headquarters. And I was at on the Frank Cable in Guam when 9-11 happened and then ended up going to NCIS headquarters in Washington, D.C., just as the war was breaking out and starting. And then from there, I went to, into a program called Flag Rider, where the rest of my career, I worked for the admirals and generals in the Navy and the Marine Corps and um, so forth. And uh, retired out of Washington, had no intention of coming back home, but you never, life never works out the way you plan. And so I ended up back up here in the Elsie Valley. (laughs) I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to. The stupid high school reunion got me back with my, my high school sweetheart. And next thing you know, I'm back here. (laughs) What was the, what was the NCIS? headquarters like i'm sure you know we all watch the show right i'm sure it has <laughs> nothing to do with it but that's actually why i enlisted with the navy because i had my uh my criminal justice degree i wanted to um enlist in the navy and then you know be a be an officer of some sort but what what was the ncis like what was what did you do there so i worked at ncis and this is before headquarters this is before it moved to quantico this is when it was still on the navy yard and it was actually when the NCIS series first started. I remember, um, I'm going to say his name wrong, but the actor, Mark Hamill. Hamill? Is it Hamill? Harmon? Hamill. Hamill? I remember them all coming when they or first. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, Star Wars. I think it's Mark Hamill. I don't know. But I remember them all coming when they, um, and actually in the very first series, you can actually see me actually in the little opening bit that You're they did. Me, yeah. Just, just, I was pregnant and fat, and you could just see me waddling back in the background. <laughs> but um, it, it's of course the 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 show is really fabricated a lot, but it really was. Um, it was a lot of. Um, we had the multiple threat alert center, which was amazing because we kept track of everything. Um, there was just you go in there and you can see, you know multiple screens like in a news station of everything going on and so forth but I worked in what's called the office of military support we had just started it up um so I was I basically did like training and the awards um processing the awards for NCIS worldwide so during that time with the war starting and everything it was um I was only that was my second tour I was only Gosh, I was an E4 when I first got there. So I was still very young. I think I was 22, maybe 23. And it was very eye-opening for me to to see some of these packages coming across with what was really happening overseas. And uh, yeah, it was interesting, for sure. Did you grow up quick? Definitely. I, I definitely think I needed the military service, regardless of what branch. Um, I definitely had to grow up quick because of the military. And then I had to, I think I grew up even quicker because of 9-11. Where were, where were you during 9-11? I was in Guam. It was actually um, like one o'clock in the morning our time. And I was in the barracks room and uh, I was designated, a designated driver that night, the ship, uh, duty driver. <clears throat> and, uh, we had a, one of our girls came in, pounded in on the door, and we just thought she was, you know, coming home from the club, being crazy, and then she was screaming, and we went out to the main room with the, the 
TV and everything and seeing what was happening. And then we were close enough in the barracks where we were by the harbor and we could hear all the ship bells going off and everything. So called, I worked in the engineering at the department. So we called in and they're, you know, yeah, being recalled, get your stuff and get back here as soon as you can. And then we were on the ship for a couple of weeks. I was in uh, Jamestown, North Dakota, watching Sports Center. And it was uh, Tuesday morning, obviously, watching Monday Night Football highlights, and then it came across. And I remember just sitting there. Uh, it had been different from your guys' point of view. I've got a friend who was in Tacoma um, off of the – I don't know what, what ship he was on, but they were on, on high alert. They didn't, they ended up taking over SeaTac Airport from the, the vessel that he was on. So listening to your guys' stories – you know, being in the military is, is fascinating to me on how you guys handled the situation and kind of what was coming across. So it's, it's very interesting. It was very different at that early in the morning to be throwing all of our stuff together. And we, so we knew after we seen the TV and gotten recalled back, we knew we were not getting off the boat for a while. So we stopped by the gas station. This sounds kind of bad, but on the way in to the ship, we said, we stopped at the Seven Eleven and piled up on a bunch of candy and food, the good food, you know, that we knew we weren't going to have underway for a while, and then ran to the ship and had to get to general quarters, and we didn't get off for a while. So, and then you, and then you reenlisted, or you, you kept signing up. You did a twenty year career. What, what kept you in? Um, I always said that if I went to ten years, that I was just going to stay um, and and finish it out. And my son. I had a son in 2004 and I just wanted to give him a, the best life I could. So I just stayed in for him and kept going. Joseph, what was, what was your career like? You look, you look, uh, you look, <laughs> looks like you have some wisdom on your chin there. So what was, what was your career like? <laughs> um, actually, my story is very, very different. Um, I didn't join, uh, join the Army National Guard in California in 2008 at the bright young age of 37 years old. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> so I knew was, you were old, but shit. Shut up. Uh, so it was during the, because I was in, uh, I was an IT guy, and it was during that big old dot-com crash and all that stuff, and they laid everybody off. Absolute trash. I'm sorry, we're out on the street in front of a friend's house. And four wheelers going back. But uh, it was out of necessity to provide for my family. And uh, so that's, I did what I had to do. What, what did you, what did, uh, what did your family think at 30, 37, I believe you said? What did your family yeah. think? Um, My dad, was uh, all for it. Um, unfortunately, my, my mom was passed away already. Um, my wife at the time was on the table, but you know, once I presented her with the opportunities, of course, medical insurance and all that stuff, um, she took it later. divorced and basically being homeless <laughs> so it was it was a bummer but um out of that i had a very good friend of mine local radio station here and we'd always kept it up and uh her and i had always kept it off and uh i was talking to her and might have been drinking a little bit and kind of still means like, hey, I we kind of had a crush on you, and I'm in the middle of the sports, and went, oh yeah, me too. So that, oh, that happened, and I wound up uh, coming back to Lewiston and transferring up to the guard unit here, and then uh, that was in July of 2009, and in 2010 we deployed. And so in September of 2000, or July of 2010, her and I got married, and I left. <laughs> so uh, on deployment, um, and then unfortunately I got hurt uh, 
my Humvee was broadsided by an F-350 doing 70 miles an hour. An Iraqi police vehicle that he gave to them. And I was in the gunner's hat and it did all kinds of stuff to my spine. And, uh, so I only had eight years of service. Um, I go back to heartbeat. I was called up. That's why we do what we do because came back and saw the need and experiencing what other vets are going through. How there is such a huge gap in coming home, separating from the military, and just receiving the proper care for you know the stuff. When it comes down to it, we're fucking disposable. We are. I mean, in the eyes of the government, we're disposable because there's another generation that's getting sucked into it doing what we do. Now, serving in the military was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. It gave me a new clarity, a new purpose. It helped me in raising my children. Amen. Um, you know, and I would not rewind that. For anything, you know, uh, there is never a truer statement than embrace the suck. <laughs> but it also enables you to deal with shit that just happened. And what are you going to do? You're going to adapt and overcome. You can sit and cry in your beer, or you can pony up and get it done. And that is through our mission statement today. That's why we formed American Warfighters. When I came back, uh, my uh, squadron leader and I formed the local chapter of the Combat Vets Motorcycle Association. And uh, we saw a need, we both rode, uh, but their motto is Vets Helping Vets. And uh, with that, I was XL for almost eight years. And my partner, Cassidy White, he was commander for just about five. And uh, an American Warfighters happened out of the need that that particular organization doesn't uh, recognize state, or they do recognize state line borders because there's chapters in every state. So we had a vet come across our table, and they were in Washington, we're in Idaho. We did all the footwork for this guy because he had Gulf War Syndrome in the middle of a remodel of a farmhouse out here on the fleet. Uh, so much so that, you know, Mike is also contesting Mike is something out of children's toys and everything. And he contacted, he did all the footwork at Home Depot, ready to donate $30,000 worth of materials to get this guy's house up. And we were told we had to hand that off to the next uh, next closest chapter in Washington, but that's 100 miles away. We're 30 miles. And uh, so Cassidy and I were pissed. We, we went back to his shop and just got shithouse drunk on a gallon of rum. <laughs> I love how Warfighter started. Yeah, and that's, you know, And we just said that we're not going to be told what we can and cannot do. And that's where we are today. We have that mentality. And we're going to help who we want, when we want, and how we want. And that's why our motto is uh, being American, we're fighting for it. We're going to do what we need to take care of our own. Regardless of state lines, all that, that doesn't mean shit. It's just it's helping who needs help to take care of our own. Because obviously, I'm sure that you've had experience with the VA. We all have. And it's just a shit show. You know, and every time the good idea fairy comes along in that organization, it just gets worse for us. <laughs> and there's nobody, you have the fortunate few. Yeah, that might be the 
that there are good people in that organization. A lot of times they have their hands tied because they can do the ball the bureaucracy of red tape. We don't have any red tape. We are just a giant pair of fucking scissors with that red tape and get it done. And that's what we're about. And that's why we have quality people like that that we have absolutely suckered in. Mm, I keep them under control. <laughs> yes. And, and I want to strangle them almost every day. <laughs> 98% of the time, she wants to kill us both. Yeah. <laughs> because we just want to do everything for everybody. And we needed somebody that would stand up to us. And I'm a lot easier to deal with than Cassidy. I love the man. He is one of my best friends. He is absolute family. But he's a total pain in the ass. <laughs> How many different yeah. chapters are there? There's just us. Just you guys. Um, yeah, there's just us. And we operate in about a 100-mile radius. So from here to, you know, Pomeroy, Spokane, um, you know, the goal is to keep it. So to, to expand on that a little bit, when they, they kicked off and started this um, right before COVID hit. So they barely got up and they weren't even really functioning. I don't even know if you guys were actually a nonprofit yet. You just had the idea. You had where American Warfighters and you were doing we things. We just gotten our nonprofit status. As COVID came And then the Rona came along yeah. and tried to flush us down the toilet, but... So we've been trying now working from recovering from that. Um, American warfighters in the Valley here were actually the only people that were during COVID-19 that were still allowed to gather and have the Snake River Rock Fest. Well, I wouldn't say allowed. Okay, they just did it anyhow. (laughs) It's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah, uh, there might have been some city official said, well, you know, not that I'm telling you, but things a certain way you can get around it. And we 100% grabbed onto that like a bum on a Big Mac (laughs) (laughs) and ran with it. And, uh, you know, one of our big fundraisers is Snake River Rock Fest. We bring in national acts and regional bands. And have a great time doing it. Um, you know, How did that idea work. come about? Another drunken night. <laughs> <laughs> so that came about uh, from uh, as we were working with the Combat Vet uh, Association. We had a local veteran, uh, Cody Inslee. He was blown up in a bad way. Uh, serious guy point where uh, he couldn't speak, uh, you know, communicated through text on his phone, um, the whole right side of his body was just messed up, and again, the VA was not coming through and taking care of this gentleman like he should have been, and he came across our table, and we're like, well, let's throw a show and shine for motorcycles behind us, and we got with one of the local bars. And that's what we did. And we knew a couple people from the local band. They played music. And we had show and sign. And we brought in a couple vendors. And by the end of the weekend, we handed that guy $1,500. And then it just has escalated from there. And then all of a sudden, it's thrown into a concert, a festival, where we're bringing in national acts. And uh, you know, to our little podunk town, uh, well, this year we have Cantrick opening up on Friday. And That's awesome. Jack Great White on Saturday, and along with, uh, you know, 15 other bands, you know, regional bands. So it's, and it's a great thing for us to be a part of our community, and that's the point. Engaging the community and what our mission, and that's the whole point of why we kind of restructured what we do separate from combat vets because they're very much hands on. 
they'll go out and they'll build ramps for veterans and Great campers. You know, they'll they we had a, a gentleman that was I'm still part of that organization and so is Cass, uh where they had a veteran that was living in a fifth wheel that was just falling down around him. And between the two organizations, we're the biggest veteran organizations in the Valley. And uh, between the two of us, we pulled our money and resources, and our people went out and found a new camper for this guy due to him. <laughs> I know what you're talking <laughs> so I got another sailor over here. We're in front of his house. He's, he's part of the combat vet. The combat vets really, um, they came to us and we helped research and stuff on that particular one, but they really went and, uh, Don in particular, went and found the new home for him and they're working yeah. on getting the old one demolished and, yeah. and all that. But so, that's part of the CVMA and us. We work very close, obviously, very since Joe started both of the groups. <laughs> we were very close and, CDMA still does the um, show and shine during Rock Fest. So they come up on Saturday morning and show and shine goes first. And then we, we kick off with Rock the World. Yeah. We work very close when we have a suicidal uh, vet, PTSD, having hard times. We just, we call anybody. We call CDMA. We call our guys. And we, uh, we somebody actually gets get calls help. from law enforcement. Cassidy and I both have gone to multiple that they need calls. Talking guy off the ledge. Um, that's oh gotta. That's gotta be some rewarding on your end, but also you can relate to what what that individual is going through to be able to to be there for him. That's awesome that the law enforcement contacts you guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, at one point we've all been in that dark place, and. No, I can personally tell you I've considered suck starting a shotgun. No, and it's just, and I haven't seen that. No, everybody thinks it's an easy way out. Yeah, sure it is. You're gone. Not for your someone family. Else got to, yeah, someone else has got to mop that shit up. No, it, there's too many unanswered questions of why. And I wish that a lot more vets would consider that and pulling that trigger or drinking yourself into fucking oblivion or seeing that hindful pill is going to mm -hmm. yeah, you're not gonna feel anything anymore. But now your your family has a lifetime of why? Why why did you know dad or Uncle Tom, do that stuff. How many veterans oh. are in your guys' area, in your circle? Oh my God. In our, okay, when you say in our circle, do you mean in the American in your, War in your, in your radius there. How many, how many veterans are oh, in, in that you guys can thousands. potentially deal with? Well, we, so we, so there's literally thousands within the area with networking with the other VFWs the veterans home all the, there's a, quite a few different yeah. veteran organizations but there is a lot of veterans in this area idaho surrounding area yeah. retired vets the ones who need assistance that's a little bit different it's a come and go uh, we have a lot of vietnam vets and everybody they're very prideful and so that it's hard for them to ask for help or to let us know that they're in a situation where they need us so usually they get nominated by other people, people who know them, their family, their There's friends. Usually family members. Yeah, something like that. Have heard of us and they come up and say, hey, you know. I actually, the two years that I've been a part of them since I joined them, because I was going to come home and start my own veteran group here in the Valley because I didn't know there was one. And then I was told about them. I met them. I thought they were cool. I decided I, I decided I was like, can I help you guys? I'll just help you wherever. And like a month later, they're like, you're secretary, you're treasurer. Now you're operations manager. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Moved um, up quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but within the two years I've been with them, I think I can probably count on one hand the veterans who have actually come to us themselves because we just, we have pride. A lot of us, even myself, even like when I first came home and I was having trouble, 
I, even though I knew them and I knew they were here for me, I didn't want to go to them. I, it was too much pride. And you finally get to a point where you break down and I had to go to Joe and be like, okay, hey, I, I really don't want to ask for help, but I need help. And it takes a lot for them to come to us and do that. So most of the time it's the family, the friends, the neighbors, um, that recommend them. And then we just kind of take it from there and slowly ease our way in because we don't want to overstep. It's a really delicate situation when you're dealing with veterans and their pride. You don't want them to feel like you don't want insulted, to in. sort of. And, yeah. Yeah. And overwhelmed. I mean, you know, Hey, we're just in, we're here to help. And the next thing you know, they're either slamming the door or giving you the finger and, Telling you to pound sand, and it's none of none of the situations we have are easy situations. We had a, a Vietnam vet whose house burnt down, and he lost his wife in that house. We've it's had exploded, yeah, exploded. But his wife died in the house, so he did. The last thing he wanted to do was deal with us, trying to help him clean up his home and and rebuild, and you know that kind of thing. We've had vets, actually your son who's fantastic. Yeah, we've had a lot of vet, a lot of them with suicidal PTSD kind of issues. And then we've had some that were TBI, had a stroke. There, We had one recently that we helped that was, I believe, stage three cancer. Didn't want to come to us for help. The VA wasn't paying what they needed yet as he was going through his treatment. And so it's just one of those, you, you have to be very careful about how you help them and right. how you get involved so that you're not Why taking that, that vacation or travel plans that you've been making if you have go to evotravelagent.com backslash daniel rude evolution travel that's the place you need to go they'll save you money they'll do all the expert work to get you the best rates on hotels on rental cars and your travel plans evolution travel go check it out check out my cousin daniel he will point you in the right direction how many individuals are you guys dealing with? Uh, and I, I don't mean dealing with, you know what I'm saying? How, how many individuals are you working with right now? Um, it really is a hit and miss how it goes up and down. Um, and then if we don't, during the holidays, we reach out and we find other vets that need holiday baskets, so forth. So basically this, last, family. this last year, I want to say... It was at least in the in the last year, at least twenty, and I would say ten of the at least ten, if not fifteen of them. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but were very significant, large amounts of cleanup, help, money, very um, a lot of resources. A lot of resources, a lot of in depth. Their situation was very deep, and then we had a couple that it was. Kind of more, I don't want to say minor, but, you know, a couple of them that hard on their luck, you know, lost the job, just needed help with their phone bills and stuff for a little bit. 
more minor than some of the ones who had, you know, lost their home and, and stuff like that. Um, right now we have, um, unfortunately we had a particular vet we were helping and, uh, well, we were helping his family. He was terminal and he just passed away yesterday morning. Sorry to hear um, that. So now we're, we're going to help them through that and see what we can do for the military honors for his, uh, memorial service and so forth. And then we've got a couple other ones that are a little bit more minor things that we're working on and helping with. Um, it's one of those hard things because we're here to help, but it's nice when it kind of calms down for a minute because then you're like, okay, maybe everybody's doing good, but it's not. It's just we just don't know about them yet, and they don't know about us. So that's what we're trying to do is get our name out there and let them know that we're here because there's a lot more out there that need help right now. They just don't know about us, or they don't want to come to us, and we don't know about them, so we don't know how to get a hold of them. And, and being in a, a moderately rural area, yeah. um, get a lot that are out in the spit and they don't know or family members they just happen to hear about us on social media or something like that well hopefully hopefully this helps out a little bit get you get your guys's word out what is your what is the ultimate goal or what is your next steps you know for the for the american warfighters and and what you guys want to achieve where, where do you guys want to go from here? Well, if you ask Joe and Cassidy, <laughs> they have these big dreams. You do I know they do. They want, they want to expand it. Um, but you had, you had mentioned earlier, you'd asked about other chapters, and I was going to say something, but then we just started rolling. Um, so like I was saying, they, they are just coming out of the coat. They started it. When you start a business, it's usually nonprofit or whatever. It doesn't matter, any kind of business at least three to five years to get it up and going and really where it needs to be before you're seeing anything out of it. So, <laughs> so they would normally be at that point. However, COVID really just basically we're starting at scratch one again at, at base level right now. And we're building up again at the moment. Um, we did have some people um, up in Northern Idaho reach out some of our connections reach out and they wanted to start a chapter up there. We have some people down in the Tri-Cities who are very interested in getting American warfighters down in that area and stuff. We're just not quite there yet. Our goal is to get there. Um, hopefully in the next five years, we're hoping to Bye. have... Tomorrow. Yeah. See, they're a little bit... Overzealous? Yeah. In the next five years, we're hoping to get our team here in Lewiston a little bit bigger, more well-known, kind of like there's a lot of nonprofits here in the Valley that are known a little bit more than we are, where our name isn't quite out there yet. So in five years, we hope that we're one of the top nonprofits here in the Valley. We've got a bigger team of assistants and people helping us to the point where maybe in seven to eight years, we can actually even pay some of the people that are working for us. Because right now it's all all volunteers, and me and Joe get a lot of it because we're retired. Everybody else has full time jobs and families and kids <laughs> and all that, so it's hard. We have we have a group of about well ten. There's ten about ten about ten four people four, and then and about thirty yeah ish that you know we'll throw it out on social media that we need this and. That's one thing that's cool about this valley is that we're always willing to hop in and help. That's the way we structure ourselves is more on a outside volunteer basis. Because you wind up with these poor people, they do all the work, and they get burnt out super, yeah. super fast. Um, but you know, to answer your question, the dream is to be in a national way, uh, to have um, you know, chapters to, to take the rock fest and promote it nationally and bring awareness to suicide, to mental health, um, to all of the above, the crap that we deal with on the daily. Uh, it's so much swept underneath the rug. You know, you have your hot topic items that you 
questions about your mental health and all that stuff. And but there's so much more to it. And you know, part of our dream is to have a retreat where veterans go. We want to purchase this property here, and then I want vets to come and build it. I want them to take ownership. You know, where we can either have a retreat weekend of you sit around the fire and do some two by off shit, or we get That's sponsored it. by one of or one of the the guides, the outfitters around here. We take disabled vet hunting. We, you know, get a major sponsorship from a weapons manufacturer or something, and then we have a shooting range, and we can take these guys out. And you know, but the biggest part of that is giving them ownership. I want those guys, we want those guys to come out and put their hands on the shovel, grab a hammer, build what you want, how you want to see it. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is giving these guys the ability to come back together and experience what we have in the service. And that's the brother and sister family. But let's get out. That's, you're hard pressed to find that again. And that's why we do what we do. I mean, that's why we wound up with her. It is. Is, is that kind of redirecting you know that pride you guys are very prideful in what you do what you've done with your careers is that just redirecting it in that piece of property with the the things that you want to do absolutely absolutely um because you know you you know you build something uh you know no matter how handy or not handy you are once you accomplish something there's a sense of pride of ownership and, you know, to do that alongside brothers and sisters in arms is that much more. Whether it's in theater or on post, whatnot, you establish relationships with these people. You have this, like, almost like a fraternity, I think, when you're in. Like, you're just this family, this bond kind of thing. And it doesn't matter if you were in, if you served for four years or 22 years. You, you have this sense of where you went and served and you've been through situations. It doesn't, four years, you still had to deal with some of the same shit and bullshit and, and getting through some of the leadership styles and so forth than anybody at 22 years. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. You, you experience, yeah, yeah, you have to embrace that suck and we all do. And then when it ends and it's over, whether you're getting out after your first tour or you're getting out at 22 years, I think, and I don't want to speak for everybody. This is my personal experience, but like, you know me, Kevin, we grew up together and say we graduated together, but technically I'm a high school dropout. We were in the class of 97 together, but I never really got to walk with you guys or anything. Cause okay. I was a hot mess. I was a dropout. I, you know, and when I left, it was a, I said it was because I loved the water and the, you know, wanted to learn the sharks, but it was also a, I was going down the wrong path and the judge was like, you're either going to go over here behind the barge or you're going to join the service. So which one are you going to do? Hell no, I wasn't going in the Marine. <laughs> they worked too hard. Air Force was two babies. I just, yeah. So it was the Navy because the water, I like the water. But regardless, when you get out, get out at the end, you need that. You still need that connection and that family. You're the whole time you're in there. You're like, I fi- you finally become somebody. You're proud of what you're doing. You're proud of your accomplishments. You're proud to serve. And when it ends, it just, boom, it ends. Like, they they try to give you, like, we, we prepare you guys, and we want you to be the best you can be when you get out. And we're going to send you these pep classes and you're stuff. You're handed an envelope. But you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're like, here you go. Good luck on deciding what insurance you want or what you're going to do for a job or your resume. See you later kind of thing. And, that was what was hard for me when I am coming back here to the Valley, the place where I was nothing, nobody. And I was in a lot of trouble to come back here. I struggled and I ended up getting in a little bit of trouble. The first I retired in June and I was in trouble by August being back here in the Valley. <laughs> and it was, it was one of the, I was just lost. I had nobody anymore after 22 years of having family and brotherhood and, 
and that military thing, that's where I got connected with the warfighters. And they literally saved how I decided my retirement was going to go. Because, and I think that's what the retreat would, it is for people. Like, we, we all need somewhere. We all get together now. July 4th, we have a big, what do you guys call, what do we call the DV campground? Oh, Camp DV? Camp DV. We all go Camp camping. Veterans. <laughs> it's all disgruntled veterans. And it's all people who are just, who need that, that love and that support. Awesome. I'm off my I, I also see a bunko <laughs> on the calendar for you guys. What's, what's your bunko night? Okay. So Corner Villa, Mina, she is great. She's amazing and supports us so well. She's actually, they're not doing bunko anymore. So that's actually coming off the calendar. Um, but we, she's doing meat bingos and we did a meat bingo with her. Um, we're going to be doing another one in October, right before, um, one of our events we're having in October that we have yearly is Operation Overwatch. And we have that at the vineyard. And that is not like a fundraiser. That is purely where we bring in guest speakers and we talk about PTSD. We talk about suicide. We talk about suicide prevention, how to help if you notice the signs, what to do, that kind of thing. Um, Bunko, I haven't been there and done it yet, but Mina supports us and always tries to do things. And it's another game, I think, like kind of like bingo or something. I have no clue what Bunko is. I don't know, but we have, so we have a lot of support like that. And we just, um, June next month, the whole month of June, we just partnered with, um, Scott Rains with Quill Ridge Golf Course. course. And we're going to be doing a, you, I don't know golf. I just drive the cart. You do it. Okay. So, uh, (laughs) Quill Ridge Golf Course in Clarkson, Washington. And for the month of June, we're going to do a 72 hole. Uh, we're calling Challenge. it Golf Challenge, but it's, uh, which 72 holes is four games of golf, four rounds. Um, so for $200, you get a, uh, four rounds of golf with cart. Um, and then, uh, where the American Warfighters come in is, uh, we get half that, revenue. we get half of the net profit from that. On top of that, they're putting donation cans in their clubhouse and stuff, and then they're going to match that dollar for dollar, dollar, for dollar um, which is absolutely amazing. So, thankfully for meat bingo, which describe what meat, because everybody thinks you got meat and meat. Meat, <laughs> meat, meat bingo, it's really fun. It's at the corner of LA. They have like about 200 people a night where they turn the bar into actually just a bingo hall. And a company from out the valley. Um, Where's the meat come in? Hang on. A company from out the valley sponsors it. And there's like six games. It's free unless you want to drink beer. But the bingo itself is free. You come in. We sponsored it one night, right? And so we do like six or seven baskets of meat. Bacon, hamburger, eggs, sausage, steaks, whatever. And a little extras to make the basket looks pretty like a girl would do of course but um every week had me bacon. that's every what week, i was thinking company, spon- <laughs> company sponsors it somebody wins they go up they get they get it for free and it's really a cool way to promote your company we have networked with so many people and um by doing that and mina and them you just sign up it's free you just have to provide the baskets of the meat and stuff um uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's the new big thing down here in the Valley right now. You have to make reservations by Saturday. You have to be there by 6 o'clock. And if you're not in your seat, she'll give your seat away because there's not many people on like a standby list. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It sounds fun. It sounds fun. And I, I definitely want to, you know, you guys have the golf tournament and all that stuff. I want to make sure it gets up on my calendar as well. And then I'll I'll promote how I can for you guys. Thank you. Uh, we'll Thank have you. Send me the details. Yeah, you need to come down for Rockfest too if you yeah. can. Yeah, no, definitely. Oh. So Rockfest is going to be July 14th and 15th. You can camp out at the fairgrounds. We've got, I think it's 20 bands together total. Um, it's a good time. It's a really good time. Yeah, I'm uh, really looking forward so to uh, Jack Russell. There's food vendors, there's arts and craft vendors. Uh, my wife. <laughs> And we got a horn going. <laughs> um, 
The ju- that's what you get for being outside. Right. And uh, my wife does Anna Tattoo donates proceeds back to American War Fighters. Um, so, and it's always a great time. You'll get to come back for boot camp, and that's where the fun really starts because we have a lot of the band members there. They wound up jamming behind, uh, jamming basically around the campfire and having a, it's our relief. Well, fingers crossed this year goes well. The first year, it was all smoke because of the fire. Last year, it was like the record heat wave of 117 degrees. So this year, we're just hoping for like nine degrees, no fires, no, 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 no. Yeah, what, what good did you do out in the universe that we didn't have? Uh, beautiful day. It's a good event because whatever these guys throw at us, they are just having a ball doing it. Every dang year. <laughs> Who's your partner? This is Jersey. She's one. Oh. And, and she's she an can't. attention whore. And <laughs> she's like, Dad, we're done. Yeah, <laughs> we <she's>, gotta go. <laughs> So, but she loves the other, the other thing I'm looking at here is the, uh, purpose roasters. How did you guys get, get involved with them? Um, they are, uh, actually one of the bands, uh, white trash Romeo. Romeo. Yep. Um, their lead singer owns purpose roasters and, uh, we have them just about every year yeah. they come out and play and then, I want to bring up an organization that I've talked about the last couple episodes. It is Change Unchained. You can find them at changeunchained.com as well as the same name on TikTok and Instagram. They are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. They provide temporary living quarters for survivors of trafficking as well as exploitation in the tiny homes at the Burn It Down Ranch. This is a search and rescue team from Badass Vets, Troy and Tiffany Yusufer. They've been working anti-trafficking since 2012. This is a great organization. If you would like to help donate, get on changeunchained.com backslash donation, or just get on their website and you can filter your way through. They have two or three permanent homes right now or tiny homes right now. They are working on another one and then another one and then another one. It's going to be a badass ranch for the survivors that they are able to find in the trafficking. If you want to help them out, changeunchained.com. <laughs> on on your guys' webpage there, you've got the, the join. Oh, where's it at here? It's the, where's that tab at? The join we now really tab or how, how can people help or find yeah. out more or, you know, what, what did we guys offer? So we really do need a thing on our website right now saying under construction because we're uh, working on the website and updating it uh, constantly right now. But yeah, if you the join the war, you click on that and there's a thing that comes up where you fill up out your name. You can say if you want to volunteer, what you can volunteer for, what your capabilities are, because we have a lot of people who volunteer that are disabled and they, so they can't do heavy lifting or, or things like that. Um, They're basically joining a resource pool. Yeah. Or you can, there's also the link where you can um, just donate if you want to do it that way. You want to donate to the cause with money to the PayPal. Um, we have a link on there for our Warfighter swag, um, but that is um, disconnected at the moment because we're restocking our inventory and everything right now. Um, so we'll hopefully get that back up and going soon. But yeah, the, the website is a, where updating it at the moment so it's kind of have you had any problems with may PayPal? not look the same tomorrow <laughs> okay have you oh, had any no, problems with really. paypal no not really we've got a couple um i'm trying to think of what the word is the 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 money processors for the canadian truckers i've i've worked with them a little right. bit and one of the gals that I'm, I'm really close with she had to switch vendors because they stopped they didn't care about the the the, the reason that the trucker convoy was doing what they were doing so they they right. froze all of their accounts they've had to switch to a different vendor so i was that's why i ask if you've had any problems with vent with uh paypal of getting money of 
you know, distributing they haven't money. Really. Or... We just started up a Venmo too. Then we haven't encountered any tyrannical bullshit yet. Um, so it's been going smoothly. What? Yeah, knock on wood. Knock on wood. If that happens, <laughs> if that happens, get with me because I've got a couple contacts that will definitely love okay. to help you guys out. Yeah, we're not making enough noise for anybody to notice. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of enjoy flying underneath the radar so far. Um, just doing, basically doing what we need to be able to do to help our vets in need. Um, and that's really all that matters. I, you know, I don't care if we get our money in a brown paper bag. So see, I, I do care. So this is where we... It makes it easier for the accounting books, trust me. Joe, Joe and Cass have, they, they have the, the site, what they want, and they, so it's a mission, the mission, and they, they're very A-type personality, let's just get it done. Luckily, they have a couple of us on board who are like, okay, but we do have, you Logistics know, if, if our goal is to go nationwide... <laughs> Then we have to we're 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 guiding that along. You idiots need to quit fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> we love them to dream, but we've gotten them to finally understand that they need to dream while still doing a process and a step to that dream. <laughs> is, is that the <laughs> is that the that. dream globally? Think locally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. li- they like being under the radar. They like just being like, let's just do it, get it done. But yet they want it to be big and national. And be big and national, you're no longer under the radar. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you got to... catch 22. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. We love just being able to, you know... Get up and go and help. Yeah, just social media is a huge tool for us, as much as to my disdain. Uh, but... You know, use it for what it is. It's a way to reach out to the community and people that make a difference and get out there and lend a hand. And, and sadly enough, it is also a tool where people come on and, and bash. Well, you're never not going to have anything True. where somebody doesn't bitch. You know, people will complain if they get hung with a new fucking rope. True. I mean, seriously. <laughs> you know, you can hand somebody something on a silver platter and they're going to complain that it's not right. So there's always going to be that person, that guy. So what? Oh, you know what? Drink water, drive on. So yeah, I believe if I believe if you have haters, you're on, definitely on the right path. Yeah, if, exactly. if you're doing it right. Somebody's going to complain. So there's obviously we're doing something right, which I don't mind. What is, do you guys have a? Do you guys have a? Uh, favorite person that you've helped a favorite story um a story that you might tell uh-huh. to get to you know kind of describe what you guys have done or reached anything like that i definitely have one but i'll let I, you go I first the best one so far is the, the gentleman uh house that exploded I found him in on So, uh, unfortunately, his wife passed away in that, um, but we were able to help. That's exactly the one I was going to um, say, too, because we, we went up. We got up there. We rallied the forces. Um, we got uh, one of the... Uh, 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 Recycling bins. Yeah, recycling. Yeah, we got one of the local recyclers. They brought up bins for us. Um, we had people. Some equipment was donated. That stuff was cleaned up in a couple days. I don't know what they're and, called, like backhoes, like the big equipment. Yeah, like there when they came in. Gears, there was a couple of But um, it was it was March for me. I took my I my son was home um, visiting me on spring break because he lives with his father in Seattle, and I took him with me. And it was cold. It was, uh, it started snowing on us. It, yeah, we were up on the mountain. And went yeah. We, um, but it was, we got out there and 
a lot of the people who have the experience with the big equipment and stuff, they were doing that. But then the rest of us, they, all the installations of the house had blown through the fields. And the cows were getting to it and eating it. So we were going through and cleaning that up. And then we got to a point, too, where we were at what few belongings they had. That was just very a touching moment to be able to find photo albums, a couple photo albums, a couple books and stuff that were solid. Yeah. And, and like, my son had that experience of, you know, and he my son's really shy. So he's coming to me and he's like, Mom, is, is this something that, you know, because a lot of it was just tossing the, the debris and all that. And he would come to me, and I remember he brought me over this photo book, and this sounds, I didn't know who the gentleman was yet. I met his son, but I didn't know who he was. And I was told originally he wasn't going to be there because he was a little, didn't want to be out in that at first. So I thought that I was going up to one of the volunteers being like, hey, what should we do with this? We, you know, this is savable. It's pictures of the family and all that. I had no idea. I went up to the gentleman himself. And so it was very humbling when he hugged me and he's like, that's my wife's photo album. This is my sister and my brother in the pictures and thank you. And, and he hugged my son. And, and that was just a, as sad as everything the situation was, it was a very humbling moment to know that we all could get up there and just do what we had to do to help this guy. And then sit around after everybody was done. We all sat around by a fire, and and he got to laugh, he got to smile, he got yeah. to he got to enjoy. You know, we talked about where he was stationed and where some of our guys were stationed, and it was just a a moment that was forever that I will always remember, and I know my son will always remember. Yeah, my son was very yeah. yeah, he was very in awe of what he did for that gentleman. Yeah. That was one of the ones that really popped for me. Yeah, on top. And uh, right now, his house is actually being rebuilt. Um, We have a local individual that is completely furnishing his house uh, once it's built. So, I mean, that's the power of our community and what we do. You know, bring that together. Well, I definitely love I love what you guys have done. I know, Kat, we talked about it at the at the reunion, and yeah. uh, and then I wanted to get you guys on. So right now, you guys are already on my link tree. You're in the you're in the very first spot. So if anybody has any questions, any way to get a hold of you guys, just go to my link tree. It's the very first thing on there. Just know that the website is under construction for right now, even though it doesn't say <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get that up yeah. and going. Um, anything else that comes far. up, please let me know. So then that way I can get it onto the show reel and it'll be the, you know, the first thing that I say, plus it'll be on all my social medias. So whatever you guys got coming awesome. up, please let me help, let me know and I can help you. Thank Absolutely. you. We appreciate you so much, Kevin. Thanks for yeah. calling me or messaging me and asking if we wanted to do this. I really appreciate it. I was De- like, oh, definitely. I don't know if I really want to. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> podcasting, but I was like, okay, we'll do it. Well, if you guys ever get up to Spokane, <laughs> let me know. We'll get you into studio. Yeah, that sounds fun. Let us know when you get to town, too. We'll do. We'll do. when you come and visit still, right? Oh, yeah. All the time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go have a sorry. Yes, yes, ma'am. Vazari's best pizza in the Pacific Northwest. Right. That's a battle I like having. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Thank you very much. And that, hopefully, I got it cleared out of there. That was Kat Martin and Joseph Cause with American Warfighters, AWF. American Warfighters. Again, they do have their website, which is American hyphen. No, not hyphen. Uh, American hyphen. It's got to be a hyphen. Warfighters.com. Uh, just know that the website is um, under construction, even though it doesn't say, but it still has some awesome uh, links and stuff on there. It does have the veteran suicide line. It does have the caregiver, uh, va.gov, the Legion, the VFW, um, their, their link. So if you need help, if you are a veteran, you happen to be listening to this, there are, there are links on there. American hyphen or yeah, hyphen warfighters.com. They, uh, go to that website. If I can help you just go to my link tree. My link tree is on all of my bios. 
click on that. It's the very first thing you'll see. American Warfighters, click on that. It'll, it'll take you right to their website. Um, though I'm going to get some more information for the Snake River Rock Fest. And that they they said they got twenty bands for that. Amer- the the Snake River Rock Fest is in August, I do believe, is what they said. So as soon as we get more information on that, I will be promoting that forum. I love this. I love this cause. And uh, if you know, like I just said, if there's anything else that I can do, I am willing to do it. So so yeah. Um, I know we had a couple spots there where we lost there. They were on earbuds. So I do apologize for that. Um, you know, we, we, we learn as we go, but get them both in studio, cat in studio. And, uh, we can do this again if they have any updates. So again, if you are a veteran, thank you for your service. If you are in any military, any, any, anything like that, please Thank you so much for your service. Uh, my daughter, Bailey, has just enlisted in the United States Army, and I am uh, very proud of her and, and and just smiles when I think about it, of what the commitments she's about ready to make and, and go through. So um, thank you to everybody who has enlisted, who has served, who is a veteran, who hasn't come home. And that's that this is a, this is a great, um, great... Uh, thing that that the both of these along with all of those other people that they're doing to help the veterans and and we want them all to come home we want them all to stay home i think is the important piece this has been a little extra lambo hit that notification bell hit that like button hit the share button share this episode so that way we can get this get this message out get their work out was going to add to that uh something else there but anyway anything that comes up i'll share it on the link tree um count number 29 as of right now it might be account 30 by the morning for tiktok but you can always find me on my link tree you can find me on instagram facebook as always this has been a little extra lambo thank you to the american war fighters please check them out make a donation and if you have a veteran needs help please turn them on to american war fighters Little Extra Lambo Podcast. I am Lambo. Peace. Peace.